Today's daf is Shabbos daf Kuf Gimel. We are on Kuf Beis and Beis, the last word of the Amit Toshma. So the Gemara previously brought a machlekes between Rav and Shmuel regarding making a hole in a chicken coop. Rav said that one who does that on Shabbos would be Chayev Mishum Boyne, that would be called building. And Shmuel said it would only be called Makeb Patish, which is also one of the Lamites Malachas of Makeb Patish, the final blow of a, ha- of a hammer by putting the finishing touch on something that is the melacha. So comes the Gemara, the Gemara asks the following question on Shmuel. Tashmau, I'll bring you a raya from our Mishnah. What does the Mishnah say? The Mishnah says, Someone who makes a hole, he drills a hole, who any amount is chayev. So what's the kasha? It makes sense according to Rav, who said that making a hole in a chicken coop is called bainas, called building, because that's part of the building process. So making a hole, now what type of hole is this? Rashi points out that there are two uh, terms that the Gemara will use for making a hole. One is called kaideach, which is almenas lemalois, which means you borrow, you drill a hole in order to fill it up with something. Like let's kaya by yeset to put a peg in it or a nail to hang a picture on the wall. If it's not uh, being done to fill it up, it's called night cave, making a hole. So fascinating. But from the word itself, hakrideach, someone who makes a hole in order to build something with it, kolshu any small amount is chayev. This fits with the coin to Rav who said that when you made a hole in the chicken coop, that's called baina. So here too, it's also called baina. Merci, it looks, or as the Messiah Sasha says, you don't have to go into Merci, but you made a hole for the purpose of building. You're going to build a, a uh, another building on this hole. How? By putting a peg, by nail, you know, putting a picture on the wall. You're doing something, so that is called Baina, according to Rab. El-Shmuel, according to Shmuel, who says there's no violation of Baina. When he made a hole in a chicken coop, and the only issue would be Makabipatish finishing the final touches. But over here, this is not the final touch. I still have to put a nail in. I still have to hang a picture on it. This is not the final Malacha. But over here, Lav Gemar Malacha, who is like Marzachamayas, you know, the Parzla. You used a long Parzla, an iron Ramza nail, the Shavki Begave. So you put in a nail and you left it in the wall. So that's the final touch where you made a hook. You take a hook and you nail it into. A, a wall, so it's called kredeach, you're making a hole, but the hole in one shot ends up being full, and according to Shmuel, it would still be an Isra So what's the Isra here? It's not Baina, Shmuel holds no Baina here, it'll be Gemar Malacha, it'll be Makkah So we asked, it made sense according to Rav that just making a hole as part of the process is called Baina, but Shmuel holds that that's not called Baina, the only op- available Malacha would be Makkah and that needs to be the final product the final uh, act. So we figured out a case where by making a hole with a nail and you leave the nail in, that's the final action and therefore it is called the Gemara Malacha. Then the Mishnah said Zakla. The Mishnah said the final rule was anyone who does Malacha and it's a Malacha that it's Kayemes, that it lasts, or Kiyotze Bezemes Kayemes, so then you are Chayev. So whenever we see in Shas it says Zeha Klau, it's coming to include something. What's Zeha Klau, what's it coming to include? La'atuye Dechak Kefiza Bekaba, where you made a hole in a, uh, in a material that, let's say you have a clump of dirt, and you, or a block, a cinder block, and you made a hole in it that could hold a Kefiza. So a kefiza is three quarters of a kav. Now, I could have made a hole big enough for a kav 
So I, I did 75% of the, I used 75% of available space. So I would have thought that since you didn't maximize the space available, you didn't make a big enough hole, that should not be called Baina, comes the Gemara, but the Mishnah is saying, that some people don't fill it up all the way. For example, this case, last week, the Hakfiz of a Kaaba, even though you only did 75%, but since some people will keep it as such, therefore that is called Baina. Next, the Mishnah said, You take a hammer, you smash it on the anvil, you are your chayev for Makkah on Shabbos. What, what did you do? What result happened? It's good practice. You're, you're training yourself to have your like, like a batting practice. You're getting the good swing down pat. So that's the malacha. But according to what you're saying, someone watched someone doing something on Shabbos. He, there's a construction site near your house and you want to see how they bulldoze something. So you're chayiv. on Shabbos. All I did was watch it. Maybe I shouldn't do it. It's over the hall. I shouldn't be watching construction site throughout the entire Shabbos. But to tell me I, I did one of the Lama test malachas, that doesn't make any sense. So that cannot be the problem for hitting a hammer on the anvil. Ella, rather, Abayev, Aravadam, Tavayu, Shekin, Merad, De, Tase, Mishkan, Oisen, Kane. Those that would be Merad, De, they would smash the uh, the sheets of gold for the Mishkan, Oisen, Kane, they would do this. Why did they do that? Because it would smooth out the hammer so you'd have a perfect impact similar to what a Shaykhid does with his knife before shechting, you don't want to have uh, ikor, you don't want to have, uh, uh, you know, you want to have, a, what's it called, a pegima on the knife, so therefore they're always sharpening their knives. Same thing, you want to make sure you have a good hammer for your gold. Someone hits the hammer on the anvil while working, how do I see this? Those that would make the sheets of gold in the Mishkan, they did this. Now we're going to move on to another topic. So the next Mishnah, HaChoyresh, someone who plows, Kol Shehu, any amount, any amount of plowing, or Hamanakesh, someone who weeds, Hamakarsem, someone who prunes, and a Mazarit is a different type of pruning, so one is called the, uh, pruning the Yavesh branches, the dry ones, and Mazarit is the moist ones. Kol Shehu, the, the shear is Kol Shehu, any small amount, Chayev, he's Chayev on Shabbos. Hamalakit eats him if someone gathers wood, so now, not just the gathering uh, aspect, it's pulling it off the tree. So the question is, why are you doing this? And we're going to see there's two different malachas you could be violating. You could either be violating uh, Zireb by uh, allowing or causing growth in the tree by weeding out something, causing it to, the, the rest of the tree to grow better. That's Zireb. We had it way back, uh, you know, uh, many from ago. Or you actually need this for firewood. That's called kaitzer. That's reaping. That's harvesting. So it could be two different malachas. So the gemara is going to say, "I'm lucky. It's him. Let's talk. And if you're improving the tree, kol shein, any amount is called an improvement, and you would be chayiv. Im lehesik if you're using it for firewood. So we know this year, kedei levasha beitzakala. In order enough wood to cook a beitzakala, which is a chicken egg, that would be the minimum size for." Kitsira on Shabbos for Kaitzer. Hamalakit is something someone who gathers grass in Masake, and if he's improving his field, his his uh, soil, so then Kol Shehain, Kol Shu, any amount is high. And the Behemoth, if you're trying to feed it to an animal, Kimoy Piagdi, you have to tear out or uproot enough that you can feed a 
a mouth of a gedi of a uh, of a of a uh, kid. That's a gedi. Lemai chazi fred the gemara. So you told me that the minimum shear for harisha for plowing is kol shehu any amount. What is it good for? Lemai chazi. The gemara says chazi lebeis where the kara. It's chazi. It's fitting lebeis where the kara to plant a pumpkin seed. And the Kavasagavi Mishkan, we see this by the Mishkan Shakin Roy, Lekalach Echot Shel Samanim, that they used to uh, dig furrows to plant one stalk for Samanim for the for the dyes that they would be planting. So even one is called a Malacha. So you might be asking, we had this a few times already throughout Masechta Shabbos, that you no know, one's going to be Matriach for just one stalk. So in those cases, that was when you were making the raw materials, you were making the cement or like or the uh, legabin. So then we said, so then we said that you make, the whole process wouldn't be done for one stalk. But over here, either way, when you burrow, when you dig, every single seed needs its own burrowing. So even if you would do a hundred at a time, each one is significant on its own, and therefore that's what the Chorinim uh, say to answer that question. Next, the Mishnah said Hamanakesh, Bahamakarsim, Hamazarid. All these different types of weeds, you're pruning. So all these things, you're chayev on Shabbos. Someone who is toilet, she uproots, he uh, cuts off alashin. Alashin, if you look in alashin, if you look in the Mishnah in Masechus Psachim, it's one of the types of marar. So many translate it as endives. It's a fascinating halachic shayla. Can one use Belgian endives for their marar? We'll have to get to it at a different time. But there, the way we understand Oilashin is endives, someone who plucks endives, Bahamazarid Zaradim, or he prunes reeds. So it depends what his intention is for. Imlachila, if he wants to eat it. So then we know the shear for anything malacha that's involved in food, Kegroigeras. Imla Behema, if it's to feed his animal, so then Kimoi as we said before, Imla Hesek, if he needs to, to cook with it, Ketilavasha Beit Sakal, to cook a chicken egg, Imla Yafu, says Sakarka, if he's just trying to make the ground Yafu, make, make it uh, beautiful, beautify it, to improve it, Kol Shehim, any amount. So the Gemara says, Atu Kul, Leafu, says all these cases, at the end of the day, even if it's not your intention, but you are improving the land by plucking any of these things. Uh, so automatically you should be chayev. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Rav Yosef the Amri Tarvayu. They both answered Ba'agam Shano. This halacha, when we said we really have to figure out what your intent was, and then we give you a shear. That's when it's Ba'agam. It's in the swamp where you don't care about improving the land, and that's why there's no automatic iser of kol shehu because you're improving the land. I'm not, because it's an agam, it's a swamp. Nobody cares about the land, and therefore I would be putter. So Abaya Amar Abaya says, no, afilu tema besada, even in a person's own field, the lava agam, where it ends up looking nicer, but still, that wasn't your intention. Although it's true, my field will look better that I pulled out this ugly grass, but I didn't do that. I wanted to pull out the grass to give uh, to give food to my animal. So I'm not chayev for kol shehu. I'm only chayev kimloi piagdi. I I made my my field look nicer. That wasn't my kavana. It's a davar sheinim eschavin. So the says, hold on a second. A davar sheinim eschavin only works when it's not automatic. Rab Shimon, who is the Authority on Davar Shein and he's the 
the original uh, one that says this in the Gemara, and he himself says that the psik reshe, if it's automatically going to happen, the thing's not going to die, if it's automatically going to happen, of course you're not allowed to do it on Shabbos. So why are you telling me that I, that I was below kavana? I don't care about kavana. Is only mutter when it's not a psikrash, when it's not automatic. So the Gemara says, I'm doing it in my friend's house. So there we touch upon another principle, which he mentioned once that there's a concept of psikrasha, or as some Rishonim explained, it's, a, it's, going, it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen, but I don't care about it. For example, let's say a person has a, uh, a ring door system. So every time he goes to his front door, he's sending, you know, pictures, images to uh, to a database or even if a light's turning on. So on Shabbos that's that that should be us, right? You're you're causing reactions to happen. So as long as you don't need anyone to see it to know that you're there, you're not waving to the doorman. So it's a davar shein mischaving. I don't have kavana for that. I'm going home after shul. I don't care that I'm I'm being uh, taped on video. Doesn't doesn't bother me. So therefore davar shein mischaving is shemutter. On the other hand, it's a psikrasha. It's automatic. You know what's going to happen if you walk on this step. Yeah, the light's going to go off. So then the person get into, well, it depends. If it's loy ichbisle, I don't care. So then according to our Gemara, the, 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 uh, it's not us or Medaraisa. Now, though, now, in our case of the uh, walking up a step, setting off a light, so it depends. If it's pitch black at night, and you need to see. So when it turns on, you cannot tell me that the loy ichbisle, oh, I don't care about it. There you do. It looks nicer. And I'm saying you're able to see better. But if, in fact, it would not make a difference to your life, it would be called la'ich basleis. Now, this Gemara is mashma that it's mutter. And that's how the Aruch paskins. If you look, Tysus brings this on the side. The famous Shita of the Aruch, it's found in Ksubas, it's found here, it's found in many places in Shas. The Aruch holds at a davar shein mischavein. Even if it's a psik reisha, if it's the la'ichalei or la'ich basleis, he doesn't care about it, it would be mutter. However, the accepted opinion is not like the Aruch, and we take the Gemara at face value. The Gemara is just describing if someone is over an Isser Deraisa. Now, either way, in our Gemara, you're over an Isser Deraisa by Chatzishir. And we're saying you weren't over the Isser Deraisa on something that was not Mechavin when it's Deloy Ichpasle. But it still would be an Isser Derabanan. And what would be the Isser Derabanan? Because it would be called a Malacha She'ina Tzvichel Gufa, where I didn't need it for, the, for that purpose of the Mishkan or the typical purpose of it will be a Malacha She'ina Tzvichel Gufa. So at the end of the day, if someone does a Psik Reisha, the Loi at most he will only violate an Isser Deraisa. It will not be an Isser Derabanan. According to the Arach, it is. In fact, Madur, the Shita does come up when dealing with two Durabanans or a Grama. There's a famous Psak of the Trimas Hadeshan quoted in the Mishabur in several places. So many Poskim use that when it comes to these motion detectors because when, when I'm doing something that's not the Derech, that's not the way to turn lights on, you could call it a Grama. And that wasn't my intention. And therefore, unless a person needs to turn it on, one can be Makel and walk by a motion detector or a live uh, video feed on Shabbos. Okay. Zog, the next Mishnah. So now we move on to another Malacha called Ksiva. Someone who writes two letters on Shabbos, you use your right hand, use your left hand. You wrote one name. You wrote... Uh, 
meaning you use one letter, you wrote, as Rashi explains, you wrote Aleph, Aleph, that would be Shtei uh, Shemois. I'm sorry, Shtei Shemois is Aleph Beis, and Shtei Mechad is Shtei and Aleph, and you wrote Aleph, Aleph, you wrote Aleph Beis, either one, you're still Chayev. Beim is Shtei Semonius, you use different types of inks, you wrote a red ink, a blue ink, or various types of actual ink. Bechol Lashen, any language, you wrote it in Russian, in Spanish, Hebrew, English, doesn't make a difference. Chayev, you would be Chayev. I'm Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi says, Lechivu Shtei Oisius Elamishim Roshim. Why are we uh, what's the source for the for the Lamatas Malachas? The Mishkan. So when did they write in the Mishkan? They have to write a Roshim on the, they have to make markings on the Krushim. They would mark in which direction, or I'm sorry, which vicinity the Krushim were, or what the pier was, and when they would travel and they put the Krushim back together and build up the Mishkan again, from when they would move from place to place, they would have, like the blueprints, they would know which board went where. Like some people have this for the Sukkah, showing which place, which uh, which which uh, board was used in this side of the porch as, you know, as last year. So based on that, which is, by the way, there's a fascinating halakhic discussion regarding the Atifa, I'm sorry, the Atara on Atalas. Does is there what's the halachic reasoning behind what many have the practice of having an atifa on otalas? Some have in silver, some have cloth, and the labavachers they do not have at all. So I gave a share on this in August, and I'll post a link to the share. It's a 12-minute halacha share regarding the source for having an atara on atalas. But some data back to this uh, this Mishnah of having markings in place for the Mishkan. Why would that be? Because Malim B'Kodesh V'Lemeridin, if something was next to the Kodesh HaKadoshim, and now you're going to put it all the way on the other side, that wouldn't be good. So therefore, they kept it in the same place. Some write that even uh, your sukkah walls should have to be in the same place from year to year, but that is not accepted in Halacha, and you can look at that share for more information. So late the and Zugai, so they would have to know which Krushim were peers when they would rebuild the Mishkan. I could show you where you have a short uh, shame, a short word, a short name, Mishim Gado, which is part of a bigger name. How do I see this? Let's say a person wrote Shin Mem, Mishemoin, Umishmuo. So you can have Shin Mem there. Noyach, Minachar, Don Midaniel, God Mikadan. The Gemara is going to go into what exactly Rabbi Huda is trying to add. So the Gemara says like this: Bishleima ayamin lechayev. I ayamin lechayev. I understand ayamin. A righty is chayev for his right hand. Mishum derech siv bekach. Of course, that's how you write. You write with your right hand. Ela asamol amai. But why is someone chayev for using his left hand? Ha'in derech siv bekach. If you're a righty and you write with your left hand, that's not going to look too good. So that's not derech siv. I'm Rabbi Yirmiyah beiti yachanu. We're talking about a lefty. So for a lefty, he's chayev with his left hand. So the Gemara says, with the heavy small day came in to Kuliyama. Vasamol chayev. I am in loyle chayev. If you're talking about lefties. He should only be chayef using his left hand, not for his right hand. So why, why didn't you say that? Salam We're talking about an ambidextrous person, and therefore he is chayef for using either one of his hands. Rav Yaakov Yaakov Omar Hamani This opinion of the Mishnah, which says that is the opinion of Rabbi Yossi, who says the Amar holds the reason why you're Chayev and Shabbos Mishum Ksiva Ksiva writing is not really writing; it's all about Rishima, it's making a mark. So the same way when I make a mark to show that this is the south side of the Mishkan 
or you know, I have a sickle walls, and these are the two piers that they go one on top of the other. I'm chayev mishum roishim. So too, when a person writes with his left hand, you're still making a mark, and even if you can't write a beautiful uh, uh, letter, it's still a mark, and you'd be chayev. So the says, hold on a second. That doesn't make any sense. Go back to the Mishnah. Vahab in the Seifa, Rabbi Yossi, the Mishnah comes and says, I'm Rabbi Yossi. Sounds like the first part was not Rabbi Yossi. Reisha, love Rabbi Yossi. What happened before Amar Rabbi Yossi was clearly not the opinion of Rabbi Yossi. So the Gemara says, no, cool, Rabbi Yossi. No, it is. The whole thing is Rabbi Yossi. And therefore, therefore, uh, I, the, the Mishnah is written wrong. So we'll have to just fix the Mishnah. We'll have to rewrite it. The whole thing was Rab Yossi. Or you could just say, we don't pass like Rab Yossi, and it's talking about an ambidextrous person, but the Gemara doesn't want to do that. Some Rabbi Huda. Rabbi Huda finishes off the, 